0: Hi, welcome to another segment of the Austin Community College Civics Lab podcast series. Uh, today we have a uh, uh, esteemed local guest, um, Mr. Ross Ramsey, the executive editor of the uh, Texas Tribune. Um, so just as a recap, uh, this podcast series is intended to be a a window into a variety of different civically engaged career options that would be available for Austin Community College students and just any uh, anybody who's pretty much listening to our uh, to our podcast. Um, So, if I could just get started, um, where would you have seen yourself if we were to go back to your freshman year of college? Where would you have seen yourself today?
1: I, you know, I would be playing a tenor saxophone somewhere. I wanted to be a musician and Went to uh, what was then North Texas State University. It's now the University of North Texas up in Denton. Great music school. And um, I was just not gonna be a star musician. I was good, but not great. So at some point I changed gears and decided to work on a business degree. And while I was doing that, a friend of mine um, got a volunteer job at the campus radio station and said, hey, you ought to come do this, it's kind of fun. And I went over and did that for a little bit, and thought being a disc jockey was a little bit boring. And he said, "Well, try news," and the hook was in, and you know, never looked back. So here we are, forty-four years later, and I'm still in
0: the news business. So, so um, politics and you know, following current affairs was that with you from the earliest age, or was it just it developed? I, I was
1: interested in it, but not. Terribly interested in it. You know, poli sci was, you know, I, I joked that that was the class I ditched in high school. Um, you know, and, and part of it was because the way they were often teaching it was kind of dry. And now that I know how politics works, it's so much more interesting than I thought it was. Um, but I got into news, and, you know, when you, uh, the way I went into news, you start with um, mayhem. So cover cops and fires and all kinds of stuff like that. And then um, sort of progressed through, you know, you're gonna cover a city council doing this or a school board doing that. Kind of we wove my way through. Um, After about seven years of radio, I freelanced for two or three years for magazines and then uh, went to the Dallas Times Herald, uh, big paper at the time in Dallas as a business writer. And this was uh, in the 1980s, there was a big, boom and then bust in the real estate and banking business savings and loans and all of that and i kind of covered that and then um as that uh storyline played out it took three or four years but as that storyline played out i began looking around for you know what do i want to cover next one of the great things about being in journalism is that when you get a little bit tired of something or you get a little bored or you feel like you want to do something else you just change beats and you know you can go from being a business reporter covering commercial real estate to, in my case, go to the Austin Bureau and cover state government. And so in 1989, I went to the Austin Bureau and became the Bureau Chief fairly shortly after that. In 91, I went to the Houston Chronicle, which, because I was still in Austin, was basically in the same building. And it was actually at the same window of the same building three stories up. So I uh, did Houston for a bit and then got a call from John Sharp who was the controller of public accounts at the time, this would have been about 96, and said, you know, uh, i like for you to come work for me. And I went over there for about two and a half years uh, and worked in government. And that was very, very interesting, and it actually made me quite a better journalist. Because now I, now you could sort of see how it was going on the other side of the fence. You used to, you know, over here you assume, or you hear a little bit of it, As you get into it, you say, oh, this is what they're doing. And then when you go back into journalism, you have a better understanding of it. So I bought a newsletter from a friend of mine named Sam Kinch called Texas Weekly, and did that for about 13 years. And when Evan Smith and John Thornton and I started the Texas Tribune, we folded Texas Weekly into it. And it's now a newsletter inside the Tribune portfolio called The Blast. So that's you know it's it sounds very linear Mm -hmm. when somebody my age talks about their career it sounds like you went from point a in a straight line to point b but as you know it's a series of small decisions and you know um moments when you just say hey how do i do that and and things just open up for you Uh, it seems much more linear than it is
0: okay and 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 as a outsider uh your industry Comes off as like as an industry over the last couple years, uh, couple decades, has been under a lot of uh, has changed tremendously. A lot of stress. (laughs) Um, It's you know it's a
1: it's a business that's changed fundamentally and changed basically because of the internet. You know in the in the 80s, you know if you were working at a big newspaper, uh, big newspapers were really super profitable and they made their money on classified ads. Which is now Craigslist and eBay. Uh, they made a bunch of money on what they call display ads, which are the big, you know, one or two page grocery store or department store ads, and they made their money on subscriptions. And those none of those things works the same way on the internet. You know, the like I said, eBay and Craigslist took the legs off of classified advertising. Display ads um, are cheaper online than they are in newspapers, and from a newspaper standpoint or a news organization standpoint, less profitable. So they don't hold you up in the same way. And you know, with some recent exceptions, you know, subscriptions are catching on a little bit on the internet, but for a long, long time, subscriptions were mostly a no-no on the internet. So the three basic legs of you know what what accounted for the business side of journalism came out. So you've lost a bunch of papers. Um, you you know, the number of reporters working in America has gotten smaller and smaller every year for about 20 years. And, you know, there are now big parts of the country that are news deserts, you know, particularly in small towns and in rural Texas and rural America. Um, you get places that used to have at least a weekly paper mm-hmm. that don't have anything now. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, you know, can still get national news and international news but you can't find out what's going on at City Hall. And I think it puts a real hole in kind of the the wheel of civic engagement. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talked about when we started the Tribune was um, as the press corps shrinks in places like the Capitol in Austin or Sacramento or Albany or anywhere, the feedback loop gets smaller. So voters elect somebody, and then they send them to the Capitol. They do stuff. You hear about the stuff that they do. And then the cycle comes back around and you judge whether you want them to keep doing it or you want to flush them out and get somebody else new. And if you don't have that information loop that tells you what they're doing and why, then you don't have a full set of information for that electoral and civic cycle. And, you know, things come apart. And you get big misunderstandings and um, complete non-understandings. I didn't have any idea they were doing that. Um, It makes it easier for sneaky people uh, (laughs) to do things and not get noticed. Um, It just sort of, it kind of breaks the system. And so, you know, one of the things that I think is really important about Journalism Done Right is that it it completes that civic loop Mm -hmm. and that electoral loop so that there's a a, a impulse and response.
0: And and, uh, let's say, you know, what would you tell a, you know, college-age student who is maybe considering going down into your you know following your your footsteps and going into a career of journalism how would uh, you know the changes of the last couple decades you know how would that impact the way in which they enter the career
1: it's always changed a lot you know I I, you know like I said I started in radio Mm -hmm. radio got deregulated by the Reagan administration and Basically that meant that stations that had been required as part of their license to provide news and information were no longer required to do so. So they looked up and they said, well, we love you guys, but you're all fired. Um, And so we all went out into the world to find new jobs. That's why I freelanced for (laughs) a couple of three years to get the clips and the reputation so that I could get a job. And then I got finally into newspapers. And I just talked about what's happened to newspapers. I went into the newsletter business in 1998, and now that's a very popular business, and it's, and it's a very traditional business. Ben Franklin had newsletters. Uh, Poor Richard's Almanac was basically <laughs> a newsletter. Um, so you know, went through that, and then went into this new age where we started a digital organization that's also a nonprofit organization in the Texas Tribune. You have to be willing and able and interested in constant change. Hmm. People always want news. You know, the constant through that is people want to know what's going on. You know, what was that plume of smoke I saw on the way home from work? Or what was that sound I heard? Or, you know, what happened at that meeting? And what changes is the delivery mechanism and the, the way they want those, uh, that information to come to them. If you think about the news business and super oversimplify it, all we do is revelation and explanation, exposition. The revelation is, hey, this happened, you didn't know about it. It's a reveal, right? The other thing is putting things in context and explaining how something happened or why something happened. You know, this thing that you know about over here from this revealing, here's how Here's how we would explain it. Here's how the Texas lottery works or here's how the education system works or property taxes or whatever it is. And if you're really interested in those things um, and are open to changes in the medium in which you deliver them, then, you know, you're set. It's like a backstage pass to everything. So it's a really, really great profession. Uh, it's also a stressful one, particularly if you don't like it. So it's one of those things where people go into newsrooms. We have a, we've always had a lot of uh, internships and fellowships at the Texas Tribune, pretty vigorous program. And you get people who've wanted to be journalists all their lives, who get into newsrooms sometimes and go, wow, this is not my tribe. But you get you can always see if somebody come into a newsroom and, and they kind of watch you can tell in the first couple of weeks, so can they mm-hmm. um, they come into a newsroom and go, "Oh my gosh, this is great, what a playground and I was one of those
0: yeah so what else would you say that you, you know gets you to work every day? What, what do you love about your job I like
1: the fact that it 's a backstage path mm-hmm. that you can go into places and talk to people that you wouldn 't otherwise be able to go into or talk to people We do you know what you know kind of our mission is to go find out things you don't have time to go find out or that you know you've got to go to work so while you're doing that I'm gonna go to this meeting or I'm gonna go to this fire or I'm gonna go to this thing or whatever it is or go talk to this person and then tell you what's going on there I'm your agent right I'm there to you know who else is gonna tell you what the governor's talking about who else is gonna tell you what the mayor's talking about Uh, and I'm a person who enjoys that stuff and really gets a kick out of that, and it's kind of amazing to me that I can do all of these things and all I have to do to get paid is write about it. <laughs> uh, so I mean, part of it is just I love the job, I think it's a lot of fun, deadlines are uh, not fearsome beasties to me, They're, you know, it's, I'm invigorated by them, uh, and that's not for everybody either. Uh, but you know, I've been, on, I've been on deadline more or less for 44 years, <laughs> and, and seem to be okay with it. Um, I like writing. I like thinking about things, you know, government and public policy. You hear all the, you know, the barking and woofing of politics all the time. But there are a lot of really big ideas here, and a lot of sort of fundamental communal problems that all of this is set up to try to solve. And I'm fascinated by that, and that's what gets me up in the morning. Is I get to go play in that space, and um, I, you know, just think it's fantastic.
0: Okay. So, what what would you say is a, a Common misunderstanding of your career. I, you know, I think a lot of people assume
1: that we are um, political actors more than political observers. You know, and sometimes you know that happens. Um, you know, you always in every in every kind of career or every kind of craft, the best practitioners also have to answer for the worst practitioners, <laughs> right? Um, And, and, you know, I think the the best of journalism is something that's really, really terrific to aspire to. And we all make mistakes in things. But I think a lot of people think that, you know, my my idea, one of my ideas of journalism is that we're not really on the playing field, we're in the press box watching the playing field and trying to describe the action and why they did that and why they did this. And um, then you also have uh, commentary where people, you know, take a little bit more latitude and say, here's what I think they're doing. I like that or I don't like that or I think this is wrong or maybe not wrong or this is why this works in, as a political thing but not as a policy thing and do that kind of analysis and taking things apart. And I think if you're honest about that and if, you're, um, um, and if you work hard, you know, I think, I think that's valuable to people. It's when you're not honest about it or you don't work hard or when people get mad, you know they mischaracterize it, and you know everybody knows the kind of reputation journalism has. But people still go to the news, and you know there's a there's a difference between, like there is with everything else. I have restaurants I like and restaurants I don't. I have journalists I like and journalists I don't. Um, but I think it's an essential piece of the civic puzzle.
0: Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give an Austin Community College student who is Potentially interested in a career in journalism?
1: You know, find places to write, find places to um, do the work. You know, school papers, newsletters, all those kinds of things. There are some uh, some freelance opportunities open to students. Um, sometimes just for credit. You're just trying to get you build a portfolio. You're trying to build. So if you come into me and say, "Hey, I'd, I'd like to get a job," my first question is, "Where have you worked? What have you done? Let me see your stuff." Right. So you're trying to build a portfolio. You also want to, and this would be true if you wanted to be a journalist or if you wanted to work on a political campaign or anything like that, show up. I mean, just just be present. Try to be around the people that are doing it. Hey, can I help? What can I do? What can I do? Be enthusiastic, show up, apply for fellowships, all of those kinds of things. And see, you know, if you go on an internship, you go into an organization, and the organization's looking at you, and they're trying to figure out is this is this person going to be a good journalist, or is this person going to be good at this or that, or whatever it is? But there's another thing that people don't talk about nearly as much, and that's for the person who is the intern. Is this for me? Is this the kind of thing I want to do? Is this, is this the kind of thing that's going to have me hopping out of bed when I'm 25 and 30 and 35 and 40 and as old as that, that Ramsey guy, right? And, and, you know, at some point, um, you know, pretty early on in the process, you decide. One of the essential things in journalism, this is gonna sound weird, but you know, one of the essential things we do is it's a, it's a really interesting ability that you develop to walk into a room where you're not completely familiar with the subject, where you don't know which of the players is the important player necessarily, and you walk out three hours later and tell a story about it. And so there's a kind of thinking that you get into as a journalist that you find out very quickly If you're built for this or not, you know, um, some people really like this kind of thing and some people really don't. Interestingly, a lot of journalists are introverts. But you walk into a room, you kind of watch the thing, you suss it out, you know, they're arguing about, you know, veterinary law or whatever the heck they're arguing about. You try to figure it out, you try to figure out who looks like they know what they're talking about, you talk to those people, and then you walk out and you tell first an editor and then your readers or your viewers or your listeners what the heck was going on in there. Um, and if any of that sounds interesting then the way into it is just to kind of get around people who practice it and raise your hand just be in there and, and you know how can I help how can I help you know the old line about politics is go in and make coffee right do all those things and and to some extent it's a little harder to do in journalism but that's the essential thing I, I'm here I can write I know how to do this I'm not a pain to manage um, And I'm eager,
0: and here we go. That's how you do. Okay.
1: Thank you, everyone,
0: for listening in to another episode of the ACC Civics Live podcast. I want to thank our guest uh, today, Mr. Ross Ramsey. Thank you. Signing off.